everybody, and welcome back to the Gear and Beers podcast. Took a bit of a hiatus due to the holidays and a hard drive crashing on me. Very unfortunate uh, event that occurred. Um, I had recorded episode nine with Justin Casonis, a really good friend of mine and ex uh, Cal State Dominguez uh, Hills student as well. Uh, along with a lot of my other guests here. And uh, I uh, have this tendency of slamming my bag down, uh, my computer bag, and I have my hard drive in there. And I think what happened was I slammed it a little too hard down, uh, too hard when I put it down, and I might have damaged that external hard drive. That being said, all of my podcast uh, recordings and a whole onslaught of other of other information data projects things of that nature are currently in limbo as i am not sure if i'm able to retrieve any of that data or uh if it's ever going to work again so i took a bit of a hiatus trying to figure out what the next step for me was going to be and uh i was i am planning on bringing justin back so that we could pick it up from where we left off and get him back on the uh, podcast here uh tonight i want to talk about a few things nam just happened this uh past week four days thursday friday saturday sunday i was there all four days uh pretty pretty crazy awesome um i got to check out a lot of cool gear got to hang out with a lot of friends got to make new friends and hang out with uh pretty cool people that are podcasters as well Definitely podcast you should be checking out if you are a fan of this one and are a fan of audio recording or are an engineer, uh, producer, mixer, mastering engineer, or even a musician that wants to learn this stuff more. Uh, first off, you know, Working Class Audio with Matt uh, Boudreaux. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. Uh, really great podcast. There's another podcast, Recording Studio Rockstars with Lit Shaw. Another awesome podcast. He has a lot of great guests there. And then uh, I met Chris Salem from Mixdown.online, and he hails from Toronto, Canada. Very cool dude. Very uh, different vibe that I got from him, but uh, more of a laid-back vibe. Uh, All the guys were pretty laid-back. And then, you know, of course, I got to hang out with the Shelter crew and a couple other people, uh, you know, ex-guests of the show, like... uh, Christian Salas, uh, Jason Diaz, Mike Eckes, pretty cool. Got to hang out with my friends Justin, Jen, uh, you know, people from the shelter like you know Odie, Caesar, uh, Marco, or Destroyer, uh, the lovely lady Sophia, Nelly, and Liz, uh, girls that put up with us. Uh, so bless them, and a bunch of other people. So it was pretty cool. Got to see a lot of gear that I'm lusting over. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, touch base on that. And I do have some recordings of us walking the NAMM show and, uh, you know, just rambling on about stuff and things of that nature. So we'll get to that in a little bit later. Well, one topic that I'd like to bring up is uh, is backing up your data. As uh, you already know from what I said earlier, I uh, had a bit of an incident with my external hard drive, my data is in limbo, so I don't know if I'm able to retrieve it or if it's gone. Uh, if it's gone, then you know 
I'll have to live with it and lesson learned. If it's, you know, salvageable, then I'll still learn a very valuable lesson. And the lesson being always back up your data, uh, regardless if, if that is your backup or if it's your external hard drive where you have your sessions, always have a backup of that shit. And uh, I broke my cardinal rule, unfortunately. And now I am uh, shit out of luck, as, as you would say. Uh, that being said, there are a lot of ways you can back up your data. You can do the uh, old school drag and drop. So you can have your external hard drive where you have all your sessions. As long as everything is in that container or that folder, if you will, then dragging and dropping shouldn't be an issue. Otherwise, you can go into your DAW and do the save as or save copy in or some, something of that uh, along those lines. And then it'll save, save it to your external hard drive or another external hard drive so you can have two copies. I typically have three copies of my computers. So I have three backup drives that I have at home that I always back up both my Mac Pro Mac and my MacBook Pro Retina too. Unfortunately, I didn't back up that hard drive. So that said, you could use things like Time Machine. I think Sync Pro is the other one. Carbon Copy Cloner is another one, if I'm not mistaken. And there's a few other ones out there. Um, if you're a big disk utility user, you can just clone that external hard drive in that current state and go back to it. Or you can use the terminal command to rsync it over. So there's a lot of ways that you can back up your data. So there's no excuse to being in the same predicament, predicament as me. So please learn from my mistakes and uh, yeah, back your shit up. Don't be stupid like me. All right, so as promised, we're gonna get into a little bit of the uh, NAM stuff as we're walking around. You have been warned. Uh, we were a bit inebriated and a bit overhyped about what's going on. So please excuse any language or any of the things that were said. Uh, enjoy and uh, yeah, we'll touch base in a bit. Hey, were you here yesterday? No, who was here? Justin Roiland was here at Korg. No shit. Yeah, doing a Rick and Morty panel thing. No fucking yeah, way. Yeah, I didn't know that. Anyway, I we're walking around fucking took a day off with Justin. That's right. We're trying to recoup our lost episode of the podcast. Hello. And now it's Liz version. trying to do her English accent, but she can't do it because she's drunk. Then <laughs> Judy just attempted it. And that's Jengineer Jr. on the mic. I wonder if it's going to pick up all the noises anyway. Oh, it totally is. So, uh, Justin. I just took the shit out yeah, of this. Yeah, I'll let you do that. What's the <laughs> coolest thing you saw at NAM this year? What is the coolest thing? Fuck, man. There, I, I've been drinking, so I can't remember. I'll tell you what the coolest shit I saw was. The new Fatso. Fatso. The new Fatso was awesome. Hold on. You're tethered to me. Let's go walk this all way. Right, we're going this way. So that's where we're walking around NAM. We have lap mics connected to us, and I'm recording via my iPhone. So, I also discovered the new iLock thing, the cloud the is cloud? retarded. Yes, oh, I'm not, and that was Mike that. Worthless. That was Mike not, Eckes, I don't trust that. former guest of the podcast. Go ahead, Mike, so give me your piece. Okay, so, we're all familiar with sort of cloud-based um, authorizations like Waves. So, you download it, <laughs> and it, you download the authorization. <laughs> Cloud-based iLock is actually requiring you to have the internet connection the entire time. 
<laughs> then if you like lose internet connection, then you're screwed. That's kind of retarded. Rather, so they say, if you want to have no internet connection, keep your normal iLock. Well, what's the point of that? And that was Mike, I guess, giving us two points on the new iLock system. Mike's two cents. Yeah. Where are we at, right? Oh, we're oh. right in front of Korg USA. I know what I dug. I dug the Atmos oh, yeah? demonstrations. But no, no, dude, the Atmos demonstrations at JBL. That's what it was, right? With Armin, that movie? Yeah, it yeah. was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Good, a good friend of mine, Ted White, former uh, Focus Ride employee just like me, was there. And uh, what are you doing there? What? No. Oh. No. Did you say come? I thought it was something exciting. Wow. All right, where do you guys want to go? Let's roll. Okay. We have to, hey, you gotta go that way. Oh, I have to go that way. All right, then we're oh. walking again, so you're gonna hear a lot of noise. Yeah, I, I was kind of digging the warm 1073 EQ and preamp. Yeah. But everyone's getting mixed reviews on that sucker. Yeah, dude, I'm not happy about it. Mostly because I felt like the high end was a little too harsh. Right. But I mean, for the think, price, you're not gonna find anything better unless you buy. I think it needs further you. testing. I, I need to. So? I need to track it with drums and stuff. Yeah. Wow. What's this? It's loud. That's what this is. That's super loud. Anyway, These guys don't even know we're doing a podcast. Like, come on. Like I was saying, the new Fatso is pretty amazing. Uh -huh. The distressors are also amazing. There's this new uh, new feature on them where you can actually go backwards rather than forward on when you're going to on the different uh, the different compression settings. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Where the hell is Christian going? But uh, but yeah, that was pretty cool. So uh, what else? Uh, what else did you did you, did did you go up to Fender? No, I didn't go up to Fender. Fender has got a nine-body guitar. What the fuck? Nine neck guitar. Why? I don't know, but it's there. And I don't know if I can play it. You should try it. I would if they let me. They won't let you play it? No, it's like surrounded by the velvet rope, man. Ah, what a bunch of assholes. I know. Anyway, we're in the main hall where all the all, all the, the musician stuff is, all the guitars, drums, synthesizers, yeah, all be. the recording stuff is now in a different building. Damn, I'm so glad they did that. Yeah, right? And you're probably hearing really all this. Dude, let's check this one out. All right. So this is, what is this? Audio exploration module. Yeah, bleep box. Let's check it out. Let's give me some video. We're going to check out bleep box. What is this? It looks like a children's toy. <laughs> Mike again. Something that you give to like your two-year-old child when they're trying to learn how to play stuff. That's like a kid's story, right? Like a Fisher Price story? Yeah, exactly. It's all plastic. It's all white, multicolored. It has a mini output as well, though, so that could be pretty cool. That could be cool. Right? What can you do with it? Kind of like a little gear shifter. Right? It's pretty badass. Dude, that's 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 some pretty cool stuff. All right, let's keep walking. Oh, hey, while we're here. Hey, that's pretty cool. It's a podcasting microphone. Kind of similar to what we're using right now. How's this torn? <laughs> this one costs 10 bucks. This Sweet. All right, let's keep more. walking. Get on this side. All flip right. around, flip All around. Right. Flipping, I'm flipping. All right, where's the group? Where's the group? Dang it, we lost the group. The group's here. It's like a fucking laser war going on over there. Oh my God, all that noise. Place that's mine. Yeah. All right. So, 
Justin is out. Boom, He's boom. been kicked out. Yeah, yeah. Jengineer Junior. Boom. Is now the realist. Oh, sorry, sorry. Excuse me. Oh, god damn it! Me. It's not even a real person. It's just now. Excuse me. Excuse me. We've deemed her unreal. She's fictional. No, she's not. She's fictional. a unicorn. She's anyway, she's so Jengineer Junior, tell us more about yourselves. I know you finished undergrad in music music therapy music theory therapy 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 music therapy music therapy and csun right csun all right there's only and two colleges in california that you can provide <laughs> a major music therapy and what CSUN's is one. what is music therapy entail so music therapy is pretty much the understanding that you're working with music as a medium to help with whatever your goal is and you're working on non-musical goals. So right now I'm in an internship and I'm working with kids that have autism, Down syndrome, and we're working on emotional social skills with using music as like helping them kind of choose or even have a say in what they want to do. And then also like how do they communicate and how they socialize with me as someone that's playing the instrument? And how are they, you know, are they playing along? Are they scared? Are they shy? And then helping them gain that confidence through music. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. How did you get into that? Well, uh, I went to junior college as a pianist, and my teacher said that I would never be a good enough musician and to quit the field. Tell your teacher she sucks. She sucks. She sucks. Well? And then I found music therapy, and I learned guitar, and uh, so now I know piano, guitar, ukulele. Um, that's so awesome. Percussion instruments, yeah. and so you kind of need to know a little bit of everything. You need to be able to improvise at any moment because you never know what client you're gonna have, and you have to know every genre because you never know what client you're gonna have. It likes rap, so I know how to rap now. <laughs> I, I have awesome. kids that love country music, and I have adults that love, you know, original rock and roll. So you gotta sing it all. Nice. What's the coolest stuff, or what's the coolest thing you saw in NAMM so far? Oh gosh, it would have to be... Uh, oh, oh, the piano. I saw at Steinway, I think it was Steinway's pianos, they had a clear one, so you could see inside it. And so seeing the technical parts of it and being able to play and watch it, it's kind of interesting. Nice. Especially the pianist. I love watching all the different gears move. Is this your first NAMM show? This is my first NAMM. I know. First NAMM? This is my first NAMM show. Yeah. You must be excited. I am stoked. You must tell Jengineer Senior that... She's, she's, hooking, she's hooked me up like legit. Awesome. Legit hooking up. Well, glad you're having fun. Yeah. And uh, thank you for sharing some cool words with us of what you do. Yeah. Definitely not something that I would thought anyone could be doing. Yeah, Musical exactly. therapy, that's like super legit. Yeah, it's legit and it's on the rise. So there's nice. jobs and Shit, I should look into that. And it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Stealth Sonics, thank you. Thank you. What are we talking about? Yes, I would love a bag. Oh, yes, please. Free All right, free bags. All right, bags. let's see how does it work. What is this? Gaffer tape? tape? Gaff club. Gaff club. Dude, you want to say something to the podcast? What's the podcast? <laughs> we talk about gears while we're drinking beer. Gear and beers. Talk Be about gears while we're drinking beers. Dude, yeah, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> you are Travis, owner of Gaff Club, right? Yes, I am. Tell us about your company. So we had a company before where we were constantly running out of gaff tape. It seems to be an industry-wide epidemic. So we wanted to make a company where you were never gaffless. Dude, 
I use gaff tape all the time at work. That's awesome. So like, we've set up a company where you can set it up for either one roll, 12 rolls, however much you need. Set it to you every month. It's kind of like Dollar Shave Club, no affiliation for gaff tape. That is awesome. That's what she oh said. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't pay attention to this. <laughs> this guy's always just awesome. So where can we find out more about your uh, company? Do you have a card or anything like Gaffclub that? Gaffclub.com. Gaffclub.com. This card will show you everything about us. You can cancel at any time. If you need more rolls, we'll get you more rolls. Nice. And we're doing a show special right now, 10 bucks. Get you a two inch roll and a t-shirt. Really? There you go. And do we go uh, online and do it, or can we do it here? No, we'll do ten dollars cash right now. Give you a roll in. Damn, I don't have cash though. Ah, you don't have Square card reader? Or I have like no. That? I only have cash right now. Yeah. I'll break it though for sure. Yeah. All right, I'll send you the Venmo. Right. There you go. No worries, bro. Boom. Do you have a XL? I'm yeah, I've got XL. Yeah, sure. Cool. I'm trying to give my brother who couldn't make it an amnesty here because he got really sick. So I'm getting whatever shit I can. Gotta make it worth it. Yeah. And you can keep the gaff tape. <laughs> It's going go. into the studio. Yeah, Perfect. it's going to our studio. And, uh, the podcast is on iTunes yeah. under uh, Gear and Beers. Gear and Beers, Beers podcast. Yeah, dude. Awesome. Thank you so hey, much, great man. Great you guys. Great to meet you. Show. Take care. Yeah. Mike, it's on you now. Oh, what, what are we doing? So we just bought some gaff tape for the studio. After speaking to Genjineer Jr., we are now talking to Mike Eckes, former guest. How's it going, everyone? Good to be back. Who likes to say that's what she said a lot. I do love that's what she said. I didn't hear her. I didn't, I don't I even know all who about, her is. I am all about the quantity versus the quality on that's what she said. Okay, all right. All right, Mike, so what's the coolest thing you saw in NAMM so far that you would like people to go check out for themselves? Well, I don't know if I've seen really anything exactly new. Um, but I always do love playing around. I own one myself, but I always like going to NAMM and playing with it is The Voice of God by Little Labs. Oh, Little Labs. Oh, yes. We have one at the shelter. I have one of myself. Dude, yeah, that's pretty legit. For kick? Oh, yep. You it's know what? And it's actually kick. a really cool tool for toms. Really? Yes. All right, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to show me how you use it for toms. Yes. I mostly use it for kick and bass. The bass is a weird one for me because it has what it really is, is a really sharp peaking filter with a really steep roll off at yeah, the- Yeah, but at if you really want to get those like, you know, slappy notes, right? You just dial them in. So you have, so here's what I do with it. I'll make a duplicate track. Okay. One track I have all my low notes, right? Okay. The other track will be my voice of God where I like dial in those- Okay. Those, that, those notes with a lot of attack. And okay. And I blend them. Of course I have to make sure they're in phase, but. Okay. Wait, wait, how do you use it? Well, so I'll use it on kick if I like if I have like a sort of depressing kick drum that's missing the oomph, the balls, the cajones, the the fire. I'll go ahead and dial that in and get the get that thing banging. Nice. I want to feel it. Um, so that's what I'll use that for. An actual another piece of gear I kind of fell in love with and like it makes you really want, but at the same time. I can't justify the cost is the Little Labs headphone amp. That thing is amazing. Talking to him about it, it's supposed to have only one real active stage in it. All the yeah. rest is passive. And it goes, but by doing that and not having the CMOS kind of switcher thing, makes it supposed to be better. Nice. 
So that thing sounds amazing. That thing like 600 bucks. Sweet. Yeah. I was very disappointed in the iLock. Yeah. Well, you know, you just don't upgrade to the new version and you should be fine. Yes. But you know they're always going to find some dick way to say, hey, you need to update, otherwise you can't use. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't, I don't well, I mean, you know, everything's going cloud-based now. So. Which I think cloud-based is kind of cool. But here's the problem with that. What if you don't have access to the internet? Well, see, here's the thing, though. It's, I use uh, the Adobe, Adobe Creative Cloud, right? Yeah. That doesn't require me to always be on the internet That's for it true. to work. But here's the thing, here's what I find in my experience. Every once in a while, it'll log you out. Yes, yes. Which I thought was pretty weird. I agree, but for the it's, that's very, very, very rare that that happens, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, trying to think what other kind of cool stuff I saw. Um, I did sort of enjoy playing with and checking out the, uh, oh, here it is, at the Neve booth. There was a really cool um, 500 series, uh, what do you call it? Like a flanger. Nice. That thing was just incredible. It was actually really cool. So if I want to add like a, like a cool flanger effect on, on a mix I have on a, on a two track, you can see it's not the easiest way to do it. And it's always trying to make it sound good. And nice. this thing was actually kind of Cool. Unfortunately, they didn't have any really great information there, but I was able to play around and dick with it. And I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. And you can go in there and blend it and do all stuff as a dry to wet. But I really enjoyed that. And I believe it was by a company called Bell. Let me double check. I have it. Let me, sorry, here. Yeah, it was like by Bell. Bell Heritage Designs. And it's called the Stereo Flanger. It's the BF-20-500. Nice. And you can see here, Louis, that's kind of what it is. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that was pretty cool. I wish I had a price on that, but unfortunately, they couldn't give us that. So that was one of the more cooler things I saw on the show. Yeah, what's up with the Summit Audio stuff? I haven't checked, checked that out. Um, the Slate stuff, there's nothing really new. No, it's all the same stuff. It's all the same stuff they announced last year. I guess the big thing is... Uh, SSD 5, I just saw which is Steven Slate Drums there. 5, which is the new version. What? Um, unfortunately, one of my favorite plug-in manufacturers, EOSIS, is not here on this NAM. I don't know why, but they normally are here. If you haven't checked out EOSIS, it's an amazing set of plugins. They have a great de-esser and a great uh, like mastering style EQ. Highly recommend. I love the de-esser. Oh, that de-esser is amazing. I gotta get the, the EQ though. Oh, that EQ is just so amazing. I feel like this is where the, all the, like Slate used to be here. Slate used to be right, right. here. Eos just used to be right across the way. And then all Manly the used to be right, right here. Behind, yeah. And it seems like Manly, there's like no real Manly booth this year. It's like merged into whatever distribution it was, yeah, which is yeah, kind of a drag. It's with uh, Phoenix Audio and along with uh, yeah, Dangerous uh, Dangerous, music. yep. Yeah. Two great, all three great companies, by the way. I agree. And, you know, I know I know Ivana, and I met her through Caesar, and she's a great person, so... I've always, you know what's crazy is I've always been a fan of her shit way before I met her. Oh. So when I finally met her, I was like, wait, 
You're responsible for all the shit that I'm like pining over. <laughs> but she's really cool. She's a really cool person. That's good. That's good. All right, so if you had to say, what's the one thing people should pick up from Nam that you saw? Oh, that's not an easy one to say. It's, oh, I do sort of enjoy the, the warm audio stuff. The warm audio stuff actually came out with some cool stuff this year. Um, talking to him, I sort of dig it, but I, I'm not a huge 1073 fan, but they have a kind of a cool 1073 and I always love their pull techs. Maybe I, I've kind of fell in love with their pull tech this time. Kind of want some of their pull techs. Nice. Oh, and they also came out with a sort of a clone of the API uh, 3124, uh, but it's actually a little bit different. Um, the, I forgot what op amps they're using, but it's a slightly different op amp. And they're trying to make it closer to the more old school, like 70s kind of vibe on that thing, nice. which is actually really cool. Sweet. So, yeah. Sweet. Well, thanks, Mike. Oh, oh hang on. That. And don't forget, you got the best music brand right there. Where? It's right there. Best music brand. <laughs> BMB. BMB. Only Mike. Yeah. Pull it's like out. China made crap right there for you. Awesome. All right. We're going to look for someone else. Thanks, Mike. Okay. You're welcome. All right. All right, we got Destroyer now. Fuck yeah. AKA Marco Ruiz. What? Fuck yeah. Former NRG staff engineer. Fuck yeah. Yes. Yeah, staff engineer who left to go do actual good work for the world as a physical therapist. Yes, uh, I failed at music, so I decided to try something else. Yeah, you didn't fail. You just didn't like it. Yes, I, I guess I figured that it wasn't for me. The music industry needs to catch up to your genius, okay? Not right. And you can always use Yeah, and that's how, you know what, as funny as it sounds, a lot of the times that's how I relate to people is through music. You know, that's how I break the ice, especially with the patient that doesn't trust anything that I say. Um, usually over there. I Let's break go the ice with music. Sorry guys, while we're talking to Destroyer, we're also looking for Christian Salas. Where is that SOB at? Alright, now we're talking to Liz Soto. What my up? Half, the one that deals with me whenever I do all the audio stuff. All day, every day. So how do you like Nam? Love Nam. What do you love about it? Drinking and playing with shit. Drinking and playing with shit? That's your uh, your takeaway from Nam? Yeah. What was your highlight this year of Nam? I would have to say maybe the new Novation getup. They are separated from Focusrite. Um, their booth is pretty fantastic, so um, if you like touching and playing things, that's probably the best way to go, especially when it comes to MIDI controllers. Um, I'm a sucker for colorful things, especially um, MIDI controllers in general. Um, I like the fact that they are separated from Focusrite, so um, 
it gives you the impression that they are a company of their own versus focus right and innovation so i think that's pretty fantastic awesome what else you, did you like about today's NAM event i don't know i i probably say uh meeting doyle from the misfits probably my highlight um you look pretty over it, but it's pretty cool. I don't care. Uh, I saw him when he did a special appearance with dancing, and it was pretty fantastic. And I got to take a picture with him, so I thought it was pretty cool that you know he wasn't a dick about taking pictures with the fans. So that was pretty cool. That's awesome. All right, so. NAM is over. It's time to look for other events ahead of us. Hopefully AES does another event here in Los Angeles at the convention center. Last year was pretty cool. Uh, it was like a mini NAM, but just audio recording stuff. And it was fucking amazing. I loved every bit of it. I got to, you know, talk to a lot of vendors, a lot of uh, different engineers, and it was really cool. You know, NAM is like, it's it's hard to explain. If you've never been to NAM, the easiest way I can explain it to you, it's similar to going to Comic Con. So you have, you know, different types of artists, different types of engineers, producers, mixers, mastering engineers, you know, all kinds of people. You know, I, I got to see a lot of the people that I consider, you know, heroes and people that I really like. So it was really interesting to see them just walking around and, you know, checking stuff out just like I was and, you know, seeing them in a different light. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, gear wise, I checked out the warm audio booth. I wasn't a big fan of the 1073 stuff, but then again, I'm a very critical person. And I think the environment that I was in, I, I don't think I was really vibing it that much. The uh, Pultec EQ, though, that really caught my attention. I was really really stoked on that especially when mike eckes was going in there and giving me his demo uh that guy can make anything sound great so he can uh, he pretty much just sold me on those uh warm audios heritage audio is coming out with some monitor controllers and i definitely wanted to check those out by the time i got to their booth and they were no longer outside or on the table so a little bummed out about that but i can always you know go to vintage king or just order them, and if I don't like them, send them back kind of deal. Dyna Audio, we checked out the uh, LYD48s. Were, that was a pair of monitors that I was considering for the Shelter Studios and for the uh, lockout here for, with that I share with my uh, two partners, Christian and David. Um, you know, So I went there with Caesar, and we checked them out. We really fell in love with them. And then we had to go back the next day to listen to them again with our other studio partner, Odie. So we all, you know, sat there, we listened to him. We played a bitch in different songs and you know, being for the environment that it was in, it really, it really performed. And, uh, you know, we talked about it and we're like, look, you know, if they sound amazing in this open area, they're definitely going to sound amazing in the studio. And, uh, we decided that's what we're going to go for. So we're definitely going to plan out a, uh, purchasing plan for those monitors and hopefully before the end of spring maybe early summer we'll have them installed at the shelter studios 
And then I might have those here at the end of the summer, early fall at the uh, mastering studio slash production room. So definitely looking forward to that. I also checked out the Persona's Fader Port 16. I've been looking for an alternative to the artist mix, something that doesn't break the bank. At the Shelter Studios, we have 32 faders of the artist mix, and it was a bit costly, but definitely worth it. For the production room, you know, we don't necessarily need them, but it would be definitely cool to have. And rather than spending about two grand or 1400, I believe is what it would be for two, uh, the fader port might be a more viable option as it is a bit uh, less expensive. I think it's uh, retailing at a thousand dollars. I could be wrong, but uh, it, it you know it also has transport controls and a bunch of other features that you can use. And I, I know that it works with Studio One, which is a DAW that I started using as of late to record my podcasts and a few other things and for music writing. So it'd be interesting to see how that works. And it's also supposed to work with Pro Tools. So should be interesting to see how that's going to work out. So if I do happen to pick it up, I'll let you guys know and I'll give you a quick review on it. See how it works out. Let's see. What else did I check out? Checked out the console one. Wow. Good buddy of mine, uh, Matthew Herpakis. He has it and he's been, well, he was raving about it when I was uh, working with him on some stuff. And uh, definitely sold it to me. So I checked it out. Seemed pretty interested uh, in it. Or I, it seemed pretty interesting, I should say. And uh, that got me interested in it. I didn't get to really test drive it because I was speaking to the uh, SoftTube representative for a good portion of the time. So I'm hoping that eventually I get to test it out. Uh, Matthew was gracious en uh, enough to invite me to, over to his place to check it out or you know let me mess around with it on my own time so that's pretty cool uh what else did i check out at nam that i was pretty excited about let's see i went to the audio technica booth checked out some of their microphones and the one that really caught my attention was the audio technica bp40 and that's somewhat of a broadcast microphone Definitely sounded amazing. I was blown away by the sound and uh, just how it picked up the uh, you know the higher frequencies along with the low frequencies and and it just it, it really stood out to me. I definitely would like to test it up against the Shure SM7B, which is what I'm using now. And uh, you know I don't know if I would replace this. But I might just use it, you know, every once in a while to, you know, switch things up. Uh, pri price point is cheaper than the uh, Shure SM7B, so that's fucking cool. And, uh, you know, Audio-Technica makes some pretty solid stuff. Their headphones are pretty cool. I checked those out as well. Let me see. What else did I check out? Man, uh, Tascam. Uh, we met, uh, I believe his name is Jim, and he is also from Earful Mastering. And he did this pretty cool one-bit-to-one-bit uh, one mastering thing, I think is what he called it, or it could be one-bit mastering. But essentially what it was is he sent, I uh, can't remember the model name, but it's a Tascam uh, DSD recorder. And he went out of that to his analog chain, 
and then brought that back into another DSD recording, and he captured that in a, an extremely high sample rate at one bit. And then he brought that down to, uh, and then he, well, he didn't bring it down, but he he uh, put that on vinyl at 45 RPM on 12-inch. And uh, boy, I mean, he called it a concept uh, project. You know, he wanted to see how it's going to sound. And, uh, you know, if I, if, it sounded, if I could say it sounded fucking amazing, I... I was lucky enough to receive a vinyl of his, you know, that had two songs on there, uh, me and Caesar and Odie, and uh, I think someone else got one. But man, it, I got home and I and I played it through my Rednet system, and I just could not believe just how amazing it sounded. I was just blown away. So check that out, Earphone Mastering. I think they're out of New York. I could be wrong. If anything, I'll just you know fix myself down the line, or uh, not fix myself, but correct myself let's see what else a lot of drinking i did a lot of drinking did a lot of eating that was pretty bad did a lot of walking i think between the four days i think i went close to 30 miles of walking that might be a bit of a stretch but i know it was over 20 and over 25 miles for sure so i'm still a bit tired my legs are still a little sore recovering from that I checked out the uh, ATC 25s and uh, not bad sounding monitors, especially for where we were. And the price point was very scary at eight grand for the pair. But man, if you can afford those monitors, I'd say go for them. They sounded fucking awesome. And uh, we were able to crank them pretty high. And uh, we were in the middle of the uh, the the floor if you will, and they sounded fucking great. I definitely wouldn't mind getting a pair, but at eight grand, I definitely don't want to uh, break the bank too soon on that. But definitely worth the check. Let's see, what else did we check out? I'm trying to remember here. Got to hang out with Matt Boudreaux from Working Class Audio. He was at the McDSP booth, so I checked out their new plugins. Got to hear him. Uh, get interviewed by Colin, the creator of MugDSP, who, have, you know, incidentally happens to be his friend from high school. Uh, that same day, we ended up going out with him, uh, Chris Salem, the guys from Pro Tools Expert, which I can't remember their names, and uh, Steve Janowick. And it was uh, them, a couple other gentlemen that I didn't get to meet, but it was uh, them, us from the shelter, me, Caesar, Odie, and... Uh, Roger and uh, you know it was a great time got to shoot the shit drink some beers so that was pretty fun and I think that was Friday night and uh, man why is everything escaping me trying to recall what else I checked out checked out the Focusrite booth of course as you already know I'm a fan um, looking at the Red 16 an improvement from the Red 8 Pre and the Red 4 Pre. And the Red 8 Pre is what we had here for a bit until it died on us. So I'm strictly RedNet here and at home. And they have a new RedNet X2P, which looks like it's going to be a fucking amazing product. And it's pretty much a RedNet AM2 with two mic pre's on there. And it gives you the capability of blend the input and whatever you're sending via the Dante network. So it 
I'm sure it fucking sounds amazing. And I can't wait to get my hands on one of those. So hopefully within the next few months, I might be able to, you know, test one out and hopefully pick one up as it will be easier for me to do my podcast on a go where I can just, you know, get to uh, microphones, take them with me, connect wall, uh, wall mount or what have you, power supply, connect the power supply, connect to mics, headphones, and we're ready to rock. That was pretty cool. So definitely check out the new Focusrite stuff. I also was interested in the Antelope audio converters because I'm thinking about getting a different converter. So right now I have the RedNet system which uh, includes a RedNet 1, a RedNet 4, RedNet D16, another RedNet 1, and a RedNet PCIe card, along with the Burrow B2 Bomber. So I wanted to add different converter to the mix to, uh, you know, something that was mastering grade so that I can reference back and forth just, you know, just to help me get the better, uh, you know, end product for clients and projects and things of that nature. So I went to the uh, Antelope Audio stuff and I was looking at the Pure 2. Unfortunately, they weren't giving out any demos, so that was kind of lame. And uh, I asked some questions. Um, didn't really get the answers I was seeking, but hey, at the end of the day, it was NAM. I understand. It's pretty crazy. So I'll just continue to do my research. What else did I check out? Checked out some pretty cool pedals down at the uh, swap meet area. Cannot remember the company for the life of me, but they had this really cool delay pedal. And uh, it sounded fucking amazing. And they also had other different pedals, like a compressor pedal that just really beefed up your guitar tone. And an amazing reverb that just sounded fucking glorious. And I think there's Styrofoam or Styrofoam. I can't remember. I will let you know in the next uh, show. And if I forget, just hit me up and let me know. Let's see here. What else? What else? What else? Mm hmm. Checked out the Roland stuff with an uh, old colleague of mine, Raul. Uh, we were checking out the AVB stuff. That was pretty interesting. Very simple to use. Even a dummy like me was able to do different camera changes and things like that and take multi feeds and then mix them up and then give a better, better visual product, if you will. So that was interesting. Checked out the new Fatso. That was also pretty cool. A little expensive, but really cool. Let me see what else. I think that's pretty much everything worth noting because not everything, you know, was really cool or as cool as it could have been. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, it was a cool NAM. Got to listen to a lot of cool acts. I think the artist that I really liked that we all were checking out, I believe that name is, let me see here, Kate Brady. That's the name of the artist. Pretty cool. Didn't find any of her stuff on Spotify, but doesn't mean I won't find it. Another, uh, there were other artists as well that sounded pretty cool. And, uh, I mean, 
so much was happening, I can't remember. And I'm sure I'm going to remember after I'm done and I'm editing this. But if anything else pops up worth noting, I will definitely do it on the next episode. But I think for now, we're going to keep this a very relatively short one. I am planning on doing another episode soon. Hopefully, I was trying to do one with this gentleman that I met a few months back who was from New Zealand or is from New Zealand and won the visa lottery here to the United States and became a citizen. And he moved his whole operation over here. So we were trying to kind of correlate when we can do it at NAM, but our schedules were very different. So he is actually going to be reaching out sometime this in the coming months so that we can uh, connect and get that going. But um, if anything, I'll definitely have Justin come back and then a few other past guests we can touch up and see definitely going to see where Eric is in terms of his uh, recording. I haven't forgotten about him. And if you're listening, Eric, you better have your shit ready because I'm going to come at your heart, son. But aside from that, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to have other ones. I am planning on recording some music soon. And hopefully I have that done with before the summertime. And I'm going to release an EP, hopefully press it on vinyl and I'm going to let you guys hear that once it's all done. And uh, we might, I might actually do a podcast where I'm going over the mixing and different techniques and things like that so that you can get a little bit more in depth of what we're doing in a studio. So as always, you know, thank you very much for listening. Have a great time with whatever you're doing and uh, we'll see you next time.